you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Uh, test your mic. Hi, uh, Black yep, yep. Tie. How are you? It's good sweet, to hear sweet. from you. Awesome. I did my English accent to sort of try and get that started up before I get going. <laughs> Sound good today? Yep. Are people still going to think I'm from the UK? Apparently. Hopefully Good they'll buy your bit for another oh, hi, couple Dave. of days. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the latest episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shek. Thanks to everybody who's been checking out the podcast of late. By the way, the numbers are uh, off the charts. We're really pleased with that. Thanks in part to uh, the fine guests that we've had lately. We had Drew Brees last week and E.J. Manuel, two ends of the quarterbacking spectrum, in age at least. I'm not saying in terms of quality, but I do want to talk about quality and quarterbacks and all that stuff as it gets rolling here. Now that we're on the other side of Memorial Day at the time of this recording, we are now 100 days away from the kickoff. So by the time you're listening to this, there's a good chance we're even closer to kickoff. In fact... By definition, if you're listening right now, you're closer to the start of the NFL season than we in Studio 6 are right now at the time of this recording. My head's spinning with the space-time continuum because, in part, I saw X-Men this weekend, and there's a lot of that time travel jazz, and it gets your brain spinning in crazy directions. Let's talk about football and maybe some X-Men. Who knows if we'll get into it. Oh, by the way, we are going to be talking with Pierre Garçon in a little bit. I wonder if I say that right, Pierre Garçon. Garçon, Garçon. We'll ask him that, among some other things. But right now, let's say hello to uh, to the man seated to my immediate right here. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Certainly, certainly. And I don't mean to point this out, but time might not necessarily be linear. No. We just perceive it that way. It's a flat circle, some so people could, would, t- would tell us. Russ Cole a, of uh, True Detective taught me that. We could actually be further away 
from the kickoff of the 2014. We might actually be closer to Super Bowl four. My my brain's already starting to hurt. Maybe somebody else that's who's... How, that's how Sam Beckett was able to jump around in Quantum Leap. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. All right. Well, listen, let's talk to a man who at least seems smart because he talks with an English accent all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed, thank you, Dave. I hate to disappoint you, but traveling from the UK to to LA in my case is not time travel. No, no, yeah, you when you do that's that, linear, no, you that's linear travel. No, no, no. When you travel from the UK to America, you actually that's classic time bending stuff. Well, you gain some hours. You gain right. six hours in your life. Mm, I've eight, often actually. said if you if you made a move like you did, in fact. You met, you got yourself a one-way ticket from the UK to the west coast of America. You got six hours to play with that the rest of us don't have. Eight of them. Eight! Yep. You got eight extra hours tacked onto your life. On average, that's how long I spend listening to you each week. Oh. Well, that's oh. nice, I guess. That's flattering. Is In it? a good way. By force? Well, guys, I listen, he's not. Yeah. no one ties him down and forces right. him to do it. Really? It's, it's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> do stand just, in the doorway of my just, office. The doorway speaking. is not that wide. Yeah, that's true, just because I put heavy boxes so he can't get to the other side of it. Um, happy uh, post-Memorial Day, everybody, or as uh, or as uh, a lot of... And I hope most of the listeners... I, I certainly know a lot of the curmudgeons who talk about pro football for a living spent, uh, spent the holiday weekend up on on Mount Pius in their summer homes, wringing their hands, looking down at planet Earth, at one man in particular standing poolside in uh, in Las Vegas. I'm speaking, of course, about Johnny Football, and people are very upset that this guy who just this what is he 21? Maybe 21, right? Who? Well, then let's see. Now, if he's 20, then all right. Now there, maybe he's in violation of some laws. It's, if he had a belt, you can still go to a pool in Las Vegas. If I don't you're know 20. if he had a belt though. But yeah, right. Either way, I, I just as a reminder, it's May. It's a, the season doesn't kick off for another three plus months as but we're, we're just identified. Closer than we were when we started, though. So true, and yet I feel like whatever debauchery he involved himself in or didn't in in. Uh, Vegas, he'll be able to overcome it over the course of the summer and focus in. And as I tweeted earlier today. Did he show up for work for OTAs on Tuesday? Yes. Then who cares? Adam Rank tweeted this from at Adam Rank. He said this guy didn't behave himself like a rookie and things worked out pretty well. It was a picture of Joe Namath in a fur coat. I referenced the people who are wringing their hands. I said, hey, Google uh, Max McGee. (laughs) The man who really could have been the MVP of the first Super Bowl, he went on a twister on the eve. He went out boozing to the to the point that he got home when the sun was coming up right. and didn't get a wink of sleep, and he went on to catch the first touchdown pass in Super Bowl history, and then another one. Spectacular catches. I know that's a, a isolated incident, but Not the point is... Not even wearing his own helmet. He's, he's, the guy's, whatever he is, 20 or 21, he's just become a millionaire, he's not supposed to enjoy himself. What kind of robot right. do you want? I understand you don't want felons necessarily, you don't want violent criminals on your team, and I, by well, the way, go wait, the other on. way with that... 
I I I I, I, I don't love fan bases who are like, I don't care as long as he delivers wins. That's a weird mentality too. But on the other hand, lighten up, everybody. He's a he's a kid. It's it's not a reflection on what he's going to be for your franchise. You disagree, Hanson? No, not at all. I, I mean, oh. the, the photograph of him Gronk and and sort of ten <laughs> ten bikini clad women is is about the greatest thing. That I mean, why shouldn't he be doing that? It's a holiday weekend. He's learning at the knee right. of one of his elders. Exactly. Yes, who who better, who better to, to model teach him one? the way? <laughs> um. I have no beef with that. I have no beef with him. Uh, I mean, all here. Here's what I know. Th- this is the thing for everybody who's upset and Johnny Football better not blow it. And no, oh, no, what have you done, Cleveland, and all that kind of stuff. I and and the moral indictments of Johnny Football. Here's my. Here's what I suggest you do: go on Twitter or wherever and find the image of him with the foxy brunette poolside, and they're both making the his his uh, famous. Money thing, whatever his thing. Right. What do you call that? When he turns his fingers up like that and does that with his fin, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Whatever. It's his symbol. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, the, he, mo- the money sign. If crying out loud, Davey Podcast, you should know this. You're right. That's I the should money know that. Sign. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Who did that for us? The uh, Somebody out there uh, from the Czech Republic sent over an image of me uh, because, you know, he's Johnny Football because it's innate for him. He doesn't need the the playbook. He makes his own rules. That's why I'm now Davey Podcast. That, and somebody sent me a sent over a very disturbing Im- image of me as Davy uh, podcast. But either way, we spoke about this last podcast. Dave. We did. We gave him some props. Oh, we did. Black, All right. Black All right. tie gave him some props. Yeah. Anyway, I so so uh, S. Robicano. Oh yes. Okay. Well, yeah. So I appreciated it just <laughs> the same. Anyhow. Take all. Here's what you do: find that picture and look at Johnny Football's face. That's all you need to know. You don't need to hear his what he says or any press release from the Browns or how he's focusing on his studying, no matter what it looks like or anything else. All you need to do is just take a look at Johnny Football's face. That tells you everything you need to know about how much he cares about your opinion of whether or not he's he's allowed to be poolside enjoying himself. Look, he is uh, he's on uh, cloud nine as as well he should be. Um, the only of question is, he's the is, backup, so who cares? Yeah, well, no, he's right. not even the backup. He's the third stringer. Third yeah. string. And also, it, this hasn't changed him. He was doing this before he got drafted into the NFL. It's of not course. like this is a new maneuver for him. Like we talked about, handsome on the last podcast. I don't understand the whole show, the whole charade of of like, oh, I just got to earn my keep on this thing. Yeah, you're really in jeopardy of getting cut, Johnny Football. You might yeah. start the season third on the depth chart. I mean, it's all nonsense. He knows it. The Browns know it. Everybody knows it. It's it's silliness. All right, so I want to talk about this. Oh, but the one question I do think that's interesting now, as you see the top headline at NFL.com right now, is Sean Lee got his left knee hurt. By the first-round draft pick, Zach Martin, no less. Sean Lee, the critical uh, defensive piece for a pretty crummy Dallas defense. If he goes down again for the third time in three seasons for a long stretch, that's bad news for a Cowboys team that can't really afford any um, in what should be an improved Eagles. With improved Eagles and Redskins teams, they can't lose any ground defensively. So the guy they passed over... They pass Johnny Manziel over for this guy. Then he goes out and wrecks Sean Lee's knee. That's exactly right. And that's and shouldn't they? Should, uh. that's, before this knee injury, I know it has nothing to do with it. But, I mean, again, they it's should just have like, taken Johnny football. Why the Cowboys didn't take Johnny football? I get it was the first time that Jerry Jones on record did something that seems like, now see, that's the conservative, wise 
measured but decision in, instead of grabbing this uh, this kid. But it really at thirty four with uh, as we talked about all last week, and we're not going to get into it again. But you know, Romo is old enough now and banged up enough that Johnny Football would have uh, brought some juice. And I don't think the Cowboys are really a playoff team in that rugged NFC this year anyway, which then le- which then leads me back to the point that they should have taken Johnny Football when they had a chance. And in fairness, anybody could have gotten Sean Lee injured. <laughs> it wouldn't have been exact. <laughs> it could have been anybody. It was going to happen. It was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a matter of if. Right. Yes, handsome. Nothing. Oh, I thought He's you were. Gonna, I thought I you raised a hand the way in. I was going to say exactly the same thing as Adam <laughs> about um, ten minutes ago. All right. Well, so we're talking NFC East a little bit here, and that's bad news for Sean Lee and for the Cowboys, and uh, and hope he rounds into shape uh, sooner rather than later. But something we did a little bit, we dipped our toe into these waters a year ago, and now I say we do it here on the podcast. I think it's fun to break down by division. Because we love to talk about that. We love to talk about that the NFC West is so good. And I've been making a case of late that the NFC North is the rising power, at least in the NFC. And with Johnny Football now on the Browns, the AFC's rising power may well be the AFC North. Although, you know, here's another team I've been thinking about a lot lately, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because I think that Blake Bortles is going to end up working out. I think he's going to end up being good. And if he is, you know, Gus Bradley with the defense is going to, he'll get that defense in shape eventually. He used to be the defensive coordinator, in case you don't know, for the Seahawks. So we can assume that the defense will will come together. And now they have those nice pass catchers and everything else. I I think that uh, Jacksonville team has a shot to be good. Maybe not in 2014, but in 2015, I bet you they're going to start. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and, uh, but so anyway, so uh, with all that being said, I want to go through. Let's do it because we have Pierre Garcon coming up here. Let's establish who the best, if we did an all-star team for the each division, who would be on that starting team. All right? Yes, Black Tie, you had something to say here? No, not at all. I just wanted to chime in on Blake Bortles. Not a, oh. not a huge fan. He doesn't rate well. I could see you well. with your He doesn't head rate there. well on the body language scale. And in a place like Jacksonville, he, doesn't? Why? he does not. Why no, not? he's very bland, very... You know, doesn't give much emotion either way. Just seems happy to be here. Well, and now wait maybe a second. he doesn't want to give it away to you. No, well, that's the a thing. To most folks, hanging around doesn't show emotion. I thought when I thought Cam Newton was uh, was well, eviscerated two years ago well, by the media for showing emotion. Cam is a bit too much, but oh. I mean, it does. It, it, it's a scale. It's not black or white. It, Blake Borders is a bit too. <laughs> To bit too bland for me. Okay. Carry on. NFC East, all divisions. Here. At some point, you're going to look at some team's masthead on their website or in a program, and it's going to see, it's going to say, the director of body language. Well, listen. If we have he's room, gonna get, he's going to get hired by somebody. If we, well, I hope be, I, I I just hope uh, <laughs> it will be added to his duties at uh, at the National Football League. Handsome Hank, don't you think? If on the website there's room for scouts' takes, isn't there room for the body language experts' take not, on this guy? Not yet. No. No. You're going right. to log on. <laughs> to, I think this podcast is the room for it at the I moment. See. We'll about, see if it grows. At some point, you're going to log on to NFL Now, which is the mm. new all digital network coming this fall summer black ties body language breakdown will be there that's Again, a good idea probably not happening anytime why soon. would it not we're gonna have a lot of time to fill on that thing i think yeah but plenty of but time. we want to fill it we want to <laughs> fill it with stuff that people will watch nfc east guys let's get to it i know i will we'll get to that i speaking of filling time we had three days off i saw the x-men i watched uh, basketball i watched hockey it was a full uh 
holiday weekend for me. I want to get uh, some thoughts from you guys on all those things, or at least a couple of them. In the meantime, though, Black Tie says we have to do it, so let's get into it here. Let's start with the defense, because it's too easy. to the, Ah, we'll do quarterbacks. All right. I wanted st- to, didn't we spend the last podcast talking about Tony Romo and comparing him to every that, other You're right. That's why NFL. I want to skip let's it. Let's build the team around the quarterback yeah, first. Build, and then let's Okay, build. let's start with the defense then, and let's say you need, because it is, if you haven't heard, it's a quarterback league, it's a pass-first league. So let's assume you need three corners and three wide receivers and go from there. And let's start with the corners, Prince of Mukamura, who spent the weekend at a bar mitzvah, if you saw any of uh, any of that. Morris Claiborne, there's Brandon Carr, there's DRC now. Well, Brandon Carr said he's going to try this year. <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> D'Angelo Hall. That can't, is that really the extent of the really good like, corners? I don't really like the, our corners if we're putting together an NFC East team. Wow, that's really uh, that's pretty crummy. That's the best of it, really. Carrie right. Carrie Williams on the Eagles. Yeah, that's a little bit better, right? Wait, no, wait. There's got to be somebody. Wait, uh, Stanley Jean Baptiste went to the Giants, did he not? Are we going to count him in as a? Well, top listen man? on this team, maybe. <laughs> I don't. know. I mean, DRC, I guess, has to make it. But this is a guy who. Was it right before or just after the Super Bowl said, I think I'm pretty much done after six years? And then the big uh, the the big um, negotiation between the Jets and the Giants chasing his services. I thought that was weird. I don't know that I'm spending millions and millions of dollars on a guy who announced he's contemplating retirement. I don't know how much I would want that guy, but certainly he's got to be here in this case. Morris Claiborne, I don't know. Is he better than Brandon Carr even? I guess you got to put Claiborne in Maybe. there. Boy, this is going to be the war. I don't think any division is going to trump this crummy collection of corners, right? Is there yeah, anybody? That's pretty bad. The safeties are even worse, though. Do we want to throw <laughs> Kerry Williams in there? Anybody want to? Uh, who, who's a, which? Who's your top two? Who are your top two cornerbacks for sure? I mean, mm. DRC on reputation, I suppose, even though he's an incomplete guy who's not exactly dominant, but has. Survived, you know. He keeps he, he keeps falling into nice right. gigs. It seems, but and I don't. Hall is frustratingly inconsistent. Will make some great plays and then get toasted. But he's he, we we can put well. him on there. We'll let him uh, we'll let him work the slot receivers. Yes. That okay. seems like a good plan. Okay, that makes sense. Amuka Moore at least had the no. pedigree. No? No. no. All right. So DRC, D'Angelo Hall, and Morris Claiborne. That's what we're going with. Oof, that's rough. We have to. <laughs> I guess we have to. At safety, Antrell Roll, Malcolm Jenkins now moves up there. We liked him a lot. I'm putting him on there. I'm just going to say sure. I, I, yep. he, he makes the team. Or Brandon Merriweather. No, we're not putting him on How there. How about we, we only play with one safety and add, <laughs> add another position on defense? I don't want to play with. Let's play again. Yeah, well, oh, this is. This, this is, is not. This defense let's is going to be bad. Let's go 4 4. Yeah, we're going to get beaten by the NFC West. So By every division. I'm glad oh. we started off with this one. Who picked the Who picked the NFC East? Well, was it, it was, I, we decided to start with the East because we have our Garcon coming up here, so we can ask right. him at least about one or two positions good, there. Um, but this is good because we're starting we're starting low here now, and once right. we get into the NFC West and the NFC North, then we'll swoon at the at the options available to us. All right, we'll go roll Jenkins there. At linebacker, well now we now we don't have Sean Lee to. I to know it. From. Is that yeah. all right to do? And what? By the way, are we going to do defensive uh, fronts as well? What do you think? Are we just going to do the whole fronts? Let's go D line. Let's go D line of a team. Okay. Yeah. 
because it is a little bit. The whole let's package. Do, let's do the linebackers, though, at least. John Beeson, I mean, yeah, Sean Lee would be in there, but if he's not if I he's think hurt. All our linebackers feel like if, there's, if it was 2011, we'd be in good shape. Well, I think we definitely go Arakpo and Cole. Right. Trent Cole definitely gets yep. it. Brian Arakpo uh, gets it. Ryan Kerrigan's very good. Mm-hmm. Boy, this isn't. It's not satisfying doing this because I'm not swooning for the names. I want to no. be like, oh, look at this. Let, but the let's, defense let's, a bit tough. Power through, Shaq. Power through. Okay, okay. We'll put so. Sean Lee in there. Um, all right, let's get to it then. QBs. Who do you like? This what is D-line, the fun What D line are you going with first? Who's D line? The whole line? I yeah. don't know. I mean, no one from the Cowboys, I guess. Although, if Melton comes back right, then that's a then uh, that's not bad. Um, I don't know. What's, what's best pick, here? Pick one. Redskins line. The Giants still have at least a couple of viable pieces. Yeah. Go the Giants. Go the Giants. Line. Let's okay. take the Giants line yeah. on reputation. Um, all right, QB. This is the big one. Rank Eli Romo. I have a feeling I know who Rank's going to say here. Eli Romo, RG three, Nick Foles go. RG three. Oh, surprise! I was sure you were going to go with Romo. No, handsome. How say you? Guy Romo. coming off back surgery, as opposed to RG three, who has so much, so much of his career left to look forward to. Romo. We ha- wait. I don't want to be inconsistent. On last week, whenever we last spoke, you and I on Thursday. You went through and asked me every single quarterback in the NFL if I would take Romo over them, and you got to Romo and RG3, and I said I'd take Romo. That's true. Did we talk so about gonna, Eli? I'm not going to have changed my mind over the weekend. Here's we another thing Eli. I want to do. I would rather have Romo over Eli. Here's another conversation that we can do over the course of the summertime. I think it's fun because I like to play hypothetical games, and I like to recklessly speculate. Of can we get done with this hypothetical yes. We're not going to trade. There, are, there isn't a trade in the, uh, in the making that I'm aware of, at least. But it's fun to take division rivals and flip the QBs, because to, to, I think it does legitimately help you appreciate uh, what you have at quarterback. Mm-hmm. For instance, if Eli Manning were on the Cowboys and Tony Romo were on the Giants, what would the last 10 years look like? What would the end? How different would the NFL be? Well, as I said to you when you asked me the exact same question on Thursday, I said that um, the Cowboys would have been to many more playoffs than they have done in the last fifteen years, but Eli Manning wouldn't have two Super Bowl rings. Rank how say you? So the Patriots would have two more Super Bowl That's titles. Correct. So if Romo were the Giants' QB, you contend that the that the Giants wouldn't have gotten to those Super Bowls or wouldn't have beaten those Patriot teams. They no. might have got. They might have got to one, and Man. they might, maybe not even got to one. But then how had, did you just name they, Romo your number one QB in the division? You did, why would you say that? If you how can you have Romo because one? It's, because it's the other three guys he's better than. All right, well, but Eli right did now, get to today. the Super Bowl and win. But Eli did get to those Super Bowls and did win them. Did you watch anything that Eli Manning did in 2013? Well, did you see him win any Super Bowls then? Touche. A fair point. All right, I'm going RG3 because I'm an optimist like Rank. I think he's still – I think we've forgotten. I think we got awfully caught up in uh, in a messy situation with the Shanahans and with ownership and you know a too much spotlight on a guy just in his second year there and probably – you know, probably made bad decisions, RG3, with some of the comments he made and stuff. I don't think he won the locker room necessarily no. from Luckily, some of the guys that I, I've talked to. It seems like there were some guys who he was rubbing the wrong way. But I think you write that off to to being young. Yeah, luckily, I think, though, you know, the owners put him in a position where now he's going to really temper that and won't be doing it nearly as much in 2014. 
Are you oh, being wait, serious? No, he allowed him to hide <laughs> the head <laughs> We're being yeah, serious. It's only going to get worse. He didn't. Yeah, do, I don't, this, is not gonna, this is not going to get better. Because when Magic got Westfall retired or fired, so West wait, Ted, geez. Now, nobody, wait a second. Nobody in this room or black tie behind the glass wishes to make a case for Nick Foles? Why no case for Nick Foles. He's just system QB. Just no, system QB. Yeah. No, I do saying. think it's pretty good. I do think it's legit. No. has legitimate arm. You know, I do think it's pretty good. However, I would make a case with Eli, and here's why: if we if we're putting this in a tournament, this, essentially we're playing three playoff games, three three to win. I'm taking Eli, man. You know, as of right now, I do think RG3 is going to have a huge season, but Eli has a case for it. He has the pedigree, so to speak. Tony Romo definitely doesn't. RG3 doesn't have the experience. All right, well, that's two votes for RG3. So your noise is uh, is um, moot because we both. Uh, so me and Rank went for RG3. So we'll do with that, but. For the record, Eli Manning is the closest to the Hall of Fame of those four names right now. Correct. If if, if, uh, if all of them retired today, Eli Manning would be the only one with a shot at the Hall of Fame. Um, all right, wide receivers. If we go three here, now we're now we're cooking here because now we have some good ones. Des Bryant certainly makes He's on the, the team. team. He's, He's on. made the squad. Victor Cruz, I think, has to make the team. He's been very productive over the last. Great, if you haven't play noticed. him in the slot. Yeah, well, listen, there's a lot of slot contenders in that division. Yeah, there are, but Victor Cruz, you know, Hakeem Nix was lousy last year in a contract year and was really supposed to, you know, return, or at least I thought he would. But the guy, the one dependable weapon all season long was uh, was Victor Cruz for that Giants offense. He's the only one, uh, you know, they have the running backs and they have all Reuben Randall and everything else, but it was Victor Cruz who who continued to put up the good numbers. I don't know how you keep him out of this. So that brings us to... Pierre Garcon, who's coming up on the show, so it would be rude not to put him, on there. put him on there. But on the other hand, his new teammate. who's the number one there? Who's the better receiver, Garcon or Deshaun Jackson? Because otherwise you're talking Jeremy Macklin or Riley Cooper, and we're not putting either one of those Dave, guys Dave, here's the him. thing. No. I'm building a team here. Right? I see. I like how Hank's thinking. And, and yep. Deshaun Jackson can return punts and kicks for me as oh. well. So let's choose him, and then we've filled, we've filled two positions with one. I think like a GM, I act like a GM, I talk like a GM. Rank, you agree with Des Bryant? Yeah, I, I Cruz, agree with all, all three of those guys. And you're putting... A, Deshaun a, Jackson, for sure. The, the one thing is, Pierre Garçon, I will say, and not just because he's coming up here, his numbers are greater than what you would think. And over the oh, course yeah. of his career, Deshaun Jackson's numbers are far less than you would think they would be. For all the hype and the spectacular plays and the punt returns in the Meadowlands and all that stuff, if you look up his career numbers, they're not overwhelming. Last year was his best year, certainly. But other than that, it's not like he's this guy who is a, who cuts the figure of a number one receiver. He gets hurt because he's smallish. And, uh, you know, he's not he's not a hundred catch type of guy. Pierre Garçon can be that. Um, all right. So let's go with Deshaun Jackson, though. I, I kind of uh, undermine myself with that yeah. point. But I think I mean, you go Deshaun Jackson, ultimately. Tight end, Jason Witten. And I guess the only viable alternative to that would be Jordan Reed, right? The uh, the oncoming tight end target for the uh, for those D.C. Redskins, right? Yeah, I think he'd be the only com- competition right but now. We gotta but we've got to go with the Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Jason Witten. Hall of Famer. Jason Witten? Sure. Yeah. His really? numbers say. Hall of Famer? No. Really? 
No. I mean, that's an interesting. I, it, I, it's not out of like completely out of their own possibility, but the way that you said it was. Yeah, so you're sh- right. When we went, well, we did with Rod Woodson. We like to play Hall or nothing, and the, and he votes on whether or not he has the gold jacket, and so he tries to evaluate guys who do. What did he say? He said he he said Jason Witten's a tough one, and he doesn't think he gets into the Hall of Fame because Rod Woodson's standard is, and probably is the right standard to apply. Is was he ever the best at his? position right. did you game plan against them i don't know i feel like jason kind of was the best right. tight end i think he's always been about the second best at his and mm. he's been very consistent and, he, and you know the whole way through his career he's been at, at that kind of level but he's never been the number one you know he had antonio gates early uh, early in gates gonzalez right. jimmy they, graham gronkowski yeah that's i don't know that he's ever been like the best guy all right so we, he's even the best tight end in cowboys history would you not say that Jay Novacek played a more instrumental role in the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Well, you love your Jay Novacek because you, you fell in love. You fell in love with him at the Super Bowl. I think it was mutual, but yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean it was reciprocated, no question. Don't forget um, David Lafleur, <laughs> Billy Joe Dupree, right? Doug Cosby. Mm-hmm. Um, Back to this team, though. I think you guys. I think are... no. I think Jason. Ah, that's a great question, though. Rank Novacek versus. Jason Witten, of course, Novacek happens to be on the much more talented team. I think Jason Witten probably is better than Jay Novacek. Would that wouldn't wouldn't that have happened if Jay would would there have been a drop off with those Super Bowl teams if it was Witten instead of Novacek? I don't think so, really. No, well, Witten, tough... Witten would have been like four. Um, Real quick, I want to, I do want to make a case for Jordan Reed though. You guys are sleeping on him. I think he was the best young Jordan tight end in the league last year. Jordan Cameron got a lot of love. Last year, he started off the season pretty hot. Jordan Reed showed a lot of promise. I think with a guy, RG3 at the quarterback position, he's a lot of speed. Look out for Jordan Reed to have a big year. So, so, so for being debatably the, the, the one or maybe two tight end named Jordan, you want to put him on this yes. team? Yeah. Okay. I do think we should have Jordan rankings, though, in the NFL. There are now enough that it's, it's worth a list, you know? I think that uh, – so wait, we have – we have Jordan Cameron. Mm-hmm. Cameron, we have Jordan. Cameron Jordan. We have Dion Jordan. Dion Jordan, up and coming. Jordan. Is he up and coming? Yep. Handsome for your Dolphins? He is, yeah. Apparently, he showed up to their OTAs today 20 pounds heavier than he was last season. Oh, that's good. When he good. was criticized for not being strong enough to play. So, this is all brawn, we this can is assume. All, all muscle and brawn, yeah. Um, not the Damashek diet. Jordan Gross. Throw him in there? No? Sure. Not. He's he's you know when you list Jordans he's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Shipley. I don't know if he's still in the league, but he was. Uh, I'm disappointed what happened in his career. I'm sure he is mm-hmm. too, but he should have been a lot better. What was uh, what That's was Carson Palmer's better. brother's name? Jordan. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. And Jordan <laughs> Rogers. I, I believe. Jordan, Jordan Rogers as well. Rogers and Jordan Palmer at yeah. quarterback. Wow, <laughs> this is some list. What is? You got, what was, Jordy all, Nelson. Does Jordy Nelson Carson make the Palmer's team? brother I think so. Jordan? What was his name? <laughs> Jordan Palmer. I was just making Liga sure Hoops. it was Jordan. Yeah. I could, wait, did I say Carson Palmer? No, or you ju- said Cor- Carson Palmer's brother Jordan. What was his name? Oh, well, well. This is a weird <laughs> name. Dumb. You have Jordan the backup, so you have Jordan the tight end. Too popular, ends, by the way. Too popular. And then popular. you have the Jordan Cameron, Cameron Jordan thing going on. It's I don't think we need this strange. many Jordans in society. Is it that good a name? And, and now it's going boy and girl, too. I know. And was it inspired by Michael Jordan? I assume it was. I know that you would say, oh, no, people aren't naming their child after Michael Jordan really? in 2014. But yeah, look at uh, look at all the pop culture references. Aren't aren't like Game of Thrones characters names 
really popular but now? Daenerys is. I don't know. Name. That's what I read somewhere. And Daenerys that seems ludicrous. is. Khaleesi is. Khaleesi was the. No, Khaleesi was the um, one of the most popular baby names last year. Do you have a source for that? I do. It's called the internet. But oh, that's uh, that's a shame. Anyway. Okay. Running backs. So we go with Jason Witten for our NFC. Should be Jordan Reed, but fine. Um, Wait. I, I, I can't even. No, please go. You don't it want. It should be Jordan Reed. Should like, be. If Jordan. Okay, Jason because Witten. We didn't just, you just hear, we Rank? Just arguing. He just named he him the he, he, one of the two best Jordans. Jordan. Tight ends in the NFL yeah. current. That immediately gets you onto the all NFC team. That supersedes a borderline Hall of Fame position. Right. Well, it's we not, it's not a lifetime achievement award. You know, it's about yeah. who is the better Jordan tight end in the league right now. But That's you just said showed, you said showed promise. He did not reach that promise. So maybe in three years, yes. This isn't about when three Jason Witten's retired. Next running back. I don't know this about offensive easy. line either. I think it's got to be the Eagles it's with Eagles Jason Peters line. coming back. Let's assume that he's in uh, in close to what he used to be kind of health, and I think uh, that uh, Eagles line is going to be more dominant than it was last year. But the guy who benefited from uh, from the offensive line and from his own spectacular instincts and wiggle, my favorite guy in uh, the NFL to watch carry the football, and that includes Adrian Peterson, Shady McCoy, has to be the answer here, although Rank, you like him, I enjoy him personally. Alfred Morris deserves some attention, deserves his moment in the sun, but he can't be. He can't be ahead of Shady, and I don't he even know if he be. goes ahead of DeMarco Murray. He's going ahead of DeMarco Murray. That's I, I that's would agree happening. with that, but I don't think – I bet you if you put this to a poll of all football – Evaluators, they would they would disagree with us. Is this a week one, Demarco Murray, or week nine when he's on the well, sideline? Well, that's why I don't like. I mean, how, you know, if your if your running back is healthy for half the available games, that's a problem. That kind right. of creates a. So, uh, so we're saying that Alfred Morris is the right guy. Then. I think so, but I don't think most people would say that. Dave, there's only three people in this room. If we all agree, right. then he's on the team. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: not that the top 100 list. I'm he's not, not beating out Lashawn, though. No, no. Yeah. but on the NFL yeah. Network's top 100 list, I don't know if Alfred Morris makes it or not. But his name hasn't shown up yet. And given the fact that uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, when we do what is it, 70 down 70, to 61, 61. yeah. You know, I I do know who's on that part of the list now, and his name. I well, I don't want to say anything. Who about. is it? There's some interesting names on that list. All I'll tell you is this: I don't think Alfred Morris is showing up at this point on the list going forward. Maybe he will. Maybe I'll be surprised. But Demarco Murray's name has shown up here. Now, doesn't mean that it's 100 percent accurate that list. But the way the NFL players voted on it, they say Demarco Murray the better player. I disagree. Shady McCoy, though is our number one running back, and there can't be any question about that. Okay. Right? That's a solid team. We you agree with that? You I think he's the, no, no, You're no. not going to try to make an Alfred Morris case, are you? Do you want me to? And uh, only, if you, only if it's in your heart. Would it be that kind of situation where everybody in the room is already voting against him and it's going to go to Shady McCoy and I would just be wasting yes. valuable yes. time yes. arguing something that's already been decided? Yes. yes. Well, then I'd like to make a case All right, for please Jordan. do. Please do. Here's the thing about Freddie Morris. He, if you take him, and it depends on the type of offense that you want to run. If you want to play one of those smash All right, right teams, out of the gate, that's a problem. Well, he get, he's not going to work in a lot of systems. That's he's, not what I'm saying. It's right. depending on the system that you're running. And if you want to play in that smash mouth, actually, it doesn't even have to be that way because when you two years ago, 
when RG3 was up and running and everything was going great, he had close to 1,600 yards or had 1,600 yards. That's a significant That's a significant amount. Right. Shady McCoy was fine last year, but there, you know what? His touchdowns disappeared a couple of years ago. Little injury concerns. I don't know. I like Freddie Morris. I, I, a tepid, I don't, I don't a tepid defense of Alfred Morris. I, I mean, I, Shady McCoy, because two years ago he didn't score enough touchdowns. He's still, he's still dynamite, though. He's a, if, if, if we were doing an all-league team here, Shady McCoy would be my number one. Or two. I, well, I agree I with agree. you about that. I don't know yeah. why we're talking about him in the NFC East. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, along but Adam, you did it. <laughs> you tried your best. There. <laughs> it's half hearted. You weren't best. really feeling it. Nah, I can't. It's hard. It's like, why am I going to talk? Shaq, you want to you want to recap the team before we uh, get Pierre on the phone? No, I don't. I think oh. you. I think if you weren't following along, then <laughs> right, that's on you. Down. Down. you We've got RG three, Des Bryant, Victor Cruz, Deshaun Jackson, Jason Witten, Shady McCoy. We have. With the Eagles O line, we're going to go with the Eagles O line. I think we should really do the defensive line, but anyway, we have. De- I mean, this team is not going to win a Super Bowl or whatever the all division, division tournament bowl, bowl division is about. Bowl. Division bowl because of their liability in the secondary. It's no. a collective liability. D'Angelo Hall, DRC, Morris Claiborne, and it's safety Antrell Roll and Malcolm Jenkins. Our linebackers are. It it does look, by the way, we're getting news that uh, the Cowboys think Sean Lee did tear his ACL. So if he's out, then we can't really use him. So then what? D'Amico Ryans, I guess, and Arakbo and Trent Cole and Ryan Kerrigan. Some combo of that quartet, I think, is uh, is probably our best bet there. And then we'll go with a three-man front. We'll put Henry Melton as our anchor and... Ah, but yeah, that's so. So anyway, there's our team there. Go Giants, Giants D line. Oh yeah, we JPP. I forgot we had done that. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. What yeah. am I thinking? Yeah. So we'll put JPP nice. at one spot there. Yes. All right. Nice. So that's not half bad. Um. All right. So that's well, that. Wait, I did want to say that the uh, according to BabyCenter.com, Jordan is the 74th most popular boy's name, but the 100th. Girls that's name. where mm. it's getting it. That's where you're getting it. Right. That's where it's, it's true. It's super. What was the name? And the it's a surname. That's why it's it's in the zeitgeist more. It's not even just because it's a it's a uh, a unisex name, but also it can be a surname. And so, like as we see with Cameron Jordan, now it's even more out there. Right. How many Jordan Jordans are there in the world? Can mm. you research that, Adam or Black Tie? In 2012, 146 babies were named Khaleesi. That's 146. That's just 146. awful. That's not awful making thing. the list. No, but it's still in the asinine. World. It's 146 Why would you do too that many. To your kids. Well, and also, as I've said, first start, they, I guarantee none of them will draw. Grow it's up a with dangerous dragons. game, at the very least, because if you name your child Khaleesi, who is uh, mother of dragons right. and leader of hundreds of thousands or whatever, tens of thousands of troops and everything mm-hmm. else, and your kid grows up to be a janitor, there's going to be a sad right. irony that they have to deal on with. That, on that, when they start to talk, their third birthday, what do you want for, for your birthday, little Khaleesi? I want a dragon, mommy. Yeah. You're not going to get no, one. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Tough. Uh, yeah, and then when they're an adult and, and you know, they're, they're not, uh, they aren't something akin to in the 21st century to a mother of dragons right. and instead they're doing manual labor. Yeah. Like, hey, Khaleesi, mother of dragons, can yeah. you take a plunger to stall number three? <laughs> yeah, Khaleesi, you know, like that's not going to be good. Serv- server of school lunches. Can right. You, and that's like, that didn't work out so well for Khaleesi. <laughs> but then again, that's why I, I appreciate Merlin Olson's parents. Right. They rolled the dice and it, uh, and it came up seven for them. Merlin, they named them after a medieval wizard. Yeah, but Merlin Johnson 
who's still working at the Hojo right now. He's got the swing shift. Didn't work out so well for him. As I told you, I, I have a cousin called Merlin who, who does no magic. <laughs> is that right? That's correct. You have a cousin named Merlin. This is, that was a classic DDFE code open. Oh, that's heavenly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Although I feel weird. I feel it's weird that he wouldn't try magic, but right. then again, that, that's him thumbing his nose at his parents. Uh, exactly. That's that's a rebellion. That's what yeah. that is right there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to pigeonhole me with your fantasy of what I should be, mom and dad. Right. All right. Real quick, uh, this weekend, let's just review the weekend. Handsome, what did you do with yourself? Did you take in any NBA ball, any NHL hockey? Did you see any movies? No, I didn't. Instead of doing any of those things, I decided to move house this weekend, um, and I lifted approximately 200 boxes and then put them in a van and then drove the van to the new house and then lifted them out of the van and put them in the new house. Did anyone from the NFL, any of your colleagues, help you with the move? No, they didn't, and it is a criticism of my colleagues and friends. That Mm -hmm. said... I like, you know, I'm a, I like to work at my own pace. And what I don't need is dawdlers. I don't need people who I'm trying to get something done. And they're like, hey, why don't we go and have lunch or something like that. I was just, I like to get things done. Mm-hmm. And so I did it at my own pace and it was completed quickly. What gift, prize, payment, whatever, would anyone who had helped you? If Black Tie had shown up and said, I'm ready to work, boss, whatever you want today, mm-hmm. you're calling the shots, I'm here for you. What would his reward be? Well, I'll tell you what I could have done. I went and got. I hired a van from U-Haul on Saturday morning, and when I got there at nine o'clock on Saturday morning, promptly to uh, to pick it up, there was a line of about two hundred people. Oof! And I thought, I mean, I'm not kidding. Two, maybe three hundred people, and I and it was lining up all the way. I was thinking, this. I, I stood in it for about two minutes, and I was like, this can't. There can't be three hundred people who want to hire U-Haul vans. So I walked up to the front of the line, and it, the office that I was actually going into, the U-Haul, U-Haul one, was right there, and it was only halfway down the line. And I went in and said, what are all these people doing? <laughs> Apparently, the armory near wherever that is in L.A. was, ha- was had a half-price sale on ammunition, and there were 300 people waiting outside in line to, oh. get, to get cheap ammo, and I really was like, this is... <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, that, that all right. It's now Khaleesi, sad... Khaleesi, uh, naming your child Khaleesi right. na- now falls to number two on exactly. the saddest statements the, about society. All the people in that, I mean, I should think half of them have children called Khaleesi. What are they, like heat-seeking missiles? What do you need a whole U-Haul to, to do that for? <laughs> no, no, wait, they weren't waiting for a U-Haul. They were waiting at the next door to it was oh, the gun I see. club. I but see. I'm not, I'm not they were, everyone just wanted cheap bullets. Terrific. Great news. Mm, wonderful. Um, that's, uh, that's grim. Now, did you see now, uh, real quick, fellas, I know rank, you're very excited about your Kings and uh, lo and behold, where are 18,000 Kings fans suddenly seem to be, you can count them in the millions now. Hmm. All of a sudden people care about hockey in Los Angeles, but Dave, you're better than that. No, I'm not. Go to the bandwagon card. So what? Like it's so, it's so stupid. Why? This is a cheese. Really? Where were all? You could do that for any fan no, no, base no. for any sport. Really? Except where? Where were all the pirate fans until they went to the playoffs last because year? Because there were more. Because there are more entrenched fans before the winning begins. That's the difference. It's not like there are people who claim to be Kings fans until they suddenly start winning. Then magically um, they they're fighting for tickets and everything. Either way, I think it'll be great for the sport of hockey because the Kings as opposed to three years ago, now play a more exciting brand of puck. 
And if it does end up being the Rangers, New York City versus Los Angeles, that's always good for a sport. And both teams happen to be compelling teams. I do think that if it winds up that way, the Kings will smoke the the Rangers because I don't think the blue shirts are really all that good. But it's exciting for you. And have you been watching LeBron and company rank? In what? <laughs> uh, Black Tie, I know you're paying attention to it. What? Now do you see LeBron is the best player of all time, Black Tie? Disagree. It's not even close, really. He he has a chance, but at the, at this point, it's not even close. He is by far the best in the game today, and definitely top five, probably top three. But you underestimate how great MJ was. Like it's not even. Like, I don't underestimate it. Seems, it. it seems like it seems like you know it's not true. Like it's fiction. How great. Answer MJ was. this. It's not fiction. Listen. But here's the. Here, why this, is Black Tie supporting Magic Johnson? That's the biggest oh, upset here. Oh, rank. It's a, when he says MJ, he's talking about Michael Jordan. Oh, another one of those Jordans fault. again. Um, it's unfair when people say, "Well, you can't, well, you can't blame a guy, you can't blame a team for who they beat." Hey, all they can do is uh, play who's in front of them. Yeah, but you know, we're not having a conversation in a vacuum. You, it does matter who you play, and you know, uh, Muhammad Ali's that much better because he. Went and beat uh, Joe Frazier twice, and the Steelers are great in the seventies because they beat the mighty Dallas Cowboys a couple of times, and so on. It does matter who you beat, and along those lines, who's better, the Spurs or the Utah Jazz? Carl Malone, John Stockton, and those guys. I mean, who's better? Let's say that you get the Heat and they do beat the Spurs again. Who's the better rival? Who's the better Finals foe? And doesn't that count? For something, who did Jordan beat well, in those finals? Again, again, check you. Just like with the NFL, you you're stuck on this whole like there are like there are nine other players on the court. Like yeah, I agree. Now like, NBA yeah, is you, different. Basketball by its nature is different. I than understand. Football. It's you know it's 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 heavy, really relying on one star. But just to take that alone into account, as opposed to looking at the whole careers, I think is I think it's crazy. Like trust me, I believe LeBron has been the best player in, in the NBA today and for the last eight years. However. You're really underestimating how great MJ was. MJ was, to put it in NFL terms, MJ was like Aaron Rodgers in his prime, I guess, which is right now, and Peyton Manning's mind. Like, he attacked the game from a Kobe-like scoring mentality but with LeBron-type efficiency. Like, if it's LeBron's great, but he's not. He's no MJ. All right. Well, we'll continue this conversation later, and uh, we'll talk some X-Men, too. Rank, you got to go. Oh, you, know, you can't see the X-Men. Handsome, will you see X-Men? I'm not interested in the X-Men. No? no, did you see I the saw Avengers? This weekend, Hank. I was underwhelmed. Uh, I like my super. I keep my superheroes simple. There's Superman, there's Spider-Man, there's Batman. I used to like Iceman. Um, <laughs> Iceman. <laughs> Iceman. Oh, he Good. shows up in this picture. Does yeah, yes, yeah. Iceman's in I just, it. Pretty, I, pretty I mean, prominent. he's kind of useless, but I like the fact that he could throw ice all over the place. I just, I want to keep it simple. I don't need other um, superheroes. I would tell you what, though, things. Hank, if you did see the Avengers. By the way, S- Spider-Man's my favorite. <laughs> Really? Interesting. Because he's a wiseacre. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He's funny. He kind of is. I mean, well, he's he's the funny, movies in the comics, the movie, he's right, funny. Right. Right. Um, Where else would he? What's, what's that other meeting? In the movie. <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> in <laughs> real life, he's incredible. Well, no, I can play. No, in the comics versus the movies, things change. Like, for instance, the most notable annoyance that I have is between Spider-Man and... 
and Batman is, in the comic books, they don't take their masks off for anything. They always have to hide their identity. And these guys in the movie, they, they can't go 90 minutes without saying, oh, hey, you, oh you'll, 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 you'll join. never guess who I am. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll come in between the sheets with me? Oh, well, then by all means, I'm Bruce Wayne. How right. about that, lady? Well, keep that under wraps, fella. You've been hiding it for 50 years. Now, all of a sudden, Kim Basinger, uh, you know, takes a dress off and, oh, I go, oh, I'm Bruce Wayne. Hi, how are you? Oh, well, but it's terrible. A, I mean, that's, that is as ridiculous as the idea that Superman, just because he puts on a pair of glasses and brushes his hair a little bit differently, no one will recognize him. A fair point. I get it, but I always like to think that Superman, because he's not human, has some ability to control your brain and make you believe that he's Clark Kent. Right. I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> but the point is, Black Tie, I know you love the X-Men. I didn't go wild for it. Uh, and it was amazing. I don't see what what you didn't like. It was about a lot it. of. It felt derivative uh, from uh, from Terminator and all that. All this well, the story there is you would have travel seen and everything. Terminator to have that. Well, I have seen Terminator. Terminator Plus. <laughs> the story, not to get to rank comic book geekery, but here, but the story Days of Future Past is actually based on a comic that was written before Terminator. So you can't quite say it's so. Arnold Schwarzenegger's the thief. Exactly. Wow, I like. It was good. I just wasn't blown away by it as I Fast expected. Fastbender was be. awesome. So was McAvoy. Ah, I like that Michael Fastbender. So yeah. performances alone was were pretty pretty amazing. All right. Well, listen. Enough's enough. Let's get uh, let's get him on the line. Handsome, you got to run, but uh, but stick around here because here comes Pierre Garcon. Dave. Dave. All right, Rank. Here he is now, the man who showed up last week at number 80 on the NFL Network's Top 100 Players of 2014. He's also been the favorite target of RG3 in his couple of years in the NFL. And we'll see, you know, if that changes at all now that Deshaun Jackson's in the fold. Let's talk about that, as well as this man's second annual all-white charity event, June 5th of uh, this year, the Millennium Building it's the Pierre Garçon All-White Charity event benefiting boys and girls clubs. Pierre Garçon, what's happening, man? How you doing, man? Glad to be on. That was a lengthy uh, wind-up to bring you on. <laughs> I hope you still have some time left here. Hey, real quick, tell me this. Am I saying it right? Because I have that ugly Pittsburgh accent. Garçon. Garçon, yep. Garçon. Right. I'm doing it just right. Cool. Yep. So yep. what happens at the All-White event? I mean, uh, um, it's a... Uh, uh, it's a great time to come and enjoy some, you know, some some of the my guys on the team um, enjoy a great night of um, listening from some of the guys, some of the kids from the Boys and Girls Club, talk about their experience through Boys and Girls Club and how we can help um, keep their doors open so that you know the youth of our of our communities can stay out of trouble. And just to clarify for anyone wondering, the event is that you have to wear all white, right? That's that's the that's the goal of it, but we know not everybody has all white in their closet, so we know there's a there's a little bit of um, you know you can dress it up with a with a different color tie or a different color bow tie or different color shoes, but you know majority of the outfit has to be all white. But gotcha. they're they're humiliated that they roll up with like a red tie or something, right? Uh, if you have all white and then just a red tie, that's okay. But if it's a, a red tie, a red suit, <laughs> it would be a different story. Oh, wait, I see a picture right here. Freddie Morris showed up with a burgundy. I take it back. You look cool if you do that. I take it where back. Does yeah. that, where does yeah. a human being get a white tie anyway? I own one. Really? But look at this. Alfred Morris looks sharp. So All right, yep. he's a handsome yep. devil. Do you have a white tie, Pierre Garçon? 
I do have a white tie. I kept it from last year's event. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. It would be weird for you to show up not not uh, applying your own rules that you've established. All right, listen, mm-hmm. we can talk about that later. Again, June 5th, and you can track it down uh, on uh, bgcgw.org. You can find out more information about this. The tickets are sold out, but you can still go to the after party. All right, let's get into uh, talking some pigskin here, OTAs underway. Sure. All of that, but first for me, react to your placement at number 80 on the top 100 list. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, um, like somebody told me, it's just a popularity contest. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's football. It happens. You know, like I said, it's better to be underrated than overrated. Well, I mean, listen, popularity yeah, it means, you're, it means you're popular then because you're number 80. Your peers think that you're in the top 100. That's flattering to you, or how do you react to it? No, it's cool. You know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's better than not being in there at all. But uh, you know, I'll take it. You always, obviously, everybody wants for that. You know, that top spot. But um, only one person can get it. But you know, you just have to continue putting work years in and years out to to, to move your way up. Well, but, I said when we were bringing you in here that um, you know Deshaun Jackson now in the fold, and of course there are a number of other nice pass catchers still in DC too. How uh, when when you hear that news? Be honest, no jive, Pierre Garcon. When you hear the news you, from a team perspective, well, the team can only be better with Deshaun Jackson. But do you? Does it go through your head from an ego standpoint? Am I still the number one, or how do I slot now? Or this is going to create more opportunity for me? What's your in, in, in immediate reaction to that news? No, I, I mean, you definitely Deshaun definitely coming to our team definitely helps. You know, the more weapons on offense is the better for, for everybody on offense. It doesn't matter if, um, you know, anybody's on the team. You still have to be prepared to play and, you know, take advantage of the opportunities when they're given to you, no matter if they think you're number one or number two or number three. You know, I played all those positions in my career, so it doesn't matter who's hmm. on the other side. I just have to do my job when they are counting on me, and that's, you know, doesn't matter if it's Robert throwing the ball or Peyton or, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. You just have to show up regardless of the situation. Now you just talked about the top 100 coming in at 80, but I don't know if you've if you have uh, heard the news, but our resident scout Bucky Brooks has called the Washington Redskins the number one receiving core in the NFL right now. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that that's warranted? Um, you know, we have a lot of great players in our receiver core. We just have to, you know, make plays that to show up. You know, we can we can say all these um, ratings and rankings, but you know, as long as we show up and play on Sunday, you know, definitely, definitely could happen. And um, we definitely can be, you know, one of the top receiving cores in the NFL. All right, let's hear about Deshaun Jackson, the guy. Once he arrives, now I've met him. He's a talker. I find it delightful. I find him amusing. But when in the locker room, when there are no cameras or recorders or anything else around, does he say, man, I want to get those Eagles this year? This, those are the two games this year that really mean the most to me. Oh, yeah. No matter what team, you know, you've played for or played for, as long as if you let go, uh, if you let go from that team, you definitely want to show them what they, um, what they let go. You definitely want to show them, you know, you definitely want to uh, have a great game against them. You definitely want to play well against them, and we all know that. And uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to that to that game and, and looking forward to every game. But, um, you know, I guess the Eagles would mean a little bit more to him, just like, you know, playing against our old team would be a little bit more to me and, you know, have a lot to prove on well, those days. But, I, you know, I've asked this question of a number of guys, and it's funny because the answer seems to, to change by position or by system that you left and so on. But can Deshaun Jackson actually provide any insight into the Chip Kelly 
offense? Is, has he been able to do that so far? Do you know if he's been kibitzing with uh, with Jay Gruden and company and saying, here's what they like to do and here's how you can stop it, that sort of practical insight? I'm sure he probably can, um, you know, but I'm sure, you know, Chip Kelly's offense is changing every minute, but um, I'm sure he definitely can give us some some insight on what's going on and um, what they like to do and what they did last year. But, um, you know, football is a, a game of studying and uh, studying your opponents and um, being ahead of your opponents and not, not being behind them when, when they're changing things up. Well, in terms of adjustments, Jay Gruden has already said that uh, his big thing that he wants to do, of course, uh, makes sense. RG3 being the franchise and all that, wants to keep him safe this year, but he also doesn't want to keep him in the pocket too much because then that goes against his uh, unique skill set. So what is, first of all, how's RG3 looking a year removed from the knee stuff and, you know, going into year three? And do you think that RG3 is still going to be able to, to or do you anticipate at least some design run plays uh, every Sunday to, to see him take advantage of his greatest asset, arguably? Um, I'm not sure about the design run plays, but um, we always want him to make plays with his legs when he has the opportunity and, and be safe, obviously. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to design plays for him, but he's looking well. He's looking good this year. You know, he's coming off, you know, the injury, but he's – um. Definitely rehabbing well and, and getting back into the groove and um you know definitely growing as a player as a quarterback in this league. Help me out with this. This is a little campaign we just started. We're starting with the NFC East. We're going division by division, trying to figure out who the all division guys are, and then at the end of it, we'll uh, we'll see who would win among the divisions if all eight divisions played each other. You know, all star games basically. Give for me, let's focus on the NFC East wide receivers. Let's assume three wide receivers can be in the starting lineup. Why don't you tell me who they are? Um, I guess, um, let me think. Um, <clears throat> who are the wide receivers? Um, do we name ourselves or do we name our, You can our, name our, yourself, please. but I want no jive. Only if you believe you belong in the top three, because there are some good of pass course. catchers in of the division. Of course I believe I belong in the top three, but... Uh, I guess to say myself, Deshaun, and um, I don't know who else is out there. Um, you and Deshaun both make the team? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I'm because I said there's some good pass catchers. There's Victor Cruz. Oh, there's Des oh. Bryant. There's He's gone you know. this far. Just say Andre Roberts and let's call it a day. <laughs> Andre Roberts. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> who would be the court? Well, see, I know what you're going to say. Now you're going to say RG three. Let's talk about this then, real quick. I know you've answered questions along these lines a million times over the last couple of years, but now do it for the million and first. Peyton versus RG3. I I contend that RG3 and uh, you know the guys who he came in with, Andrew Luck, Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, the rest, you know who they are, are now playing with a semi-stacked deck, which is to say that a lot of the older guys like Peyton and Brady are in their $20 million years, which then deprives the roster of depth. So in comparing all those guys and then the the fact that those the the RG3 and the younger guys haven't taken the physical beating yet that diminishes your ability to run around. What do you prefer? A stand-in-the-pocket kind of guy, the big guy like Peyton, or over the long haul, do you like the wrinkle of the QB who can run away from some pressure? Um, you always want your quarterback to stay in the pocket and be safe because you know that's where, where he's safer at. But, you know, I have had the ability to build both, so I've done well with both, and um, you know, I'm I'm flexible with both. But um, you always want your quarterback in the pocket, safe, away from those hits. 
like we saw last year. I mean, was it two years ago? Or, yeah, forgetting how old I am now. <laughs> Do you say, though, to, like, RG3? Because I used to think it was uh, hooey and applesauce, and now I do feel like that when people would say, well, RG3 just doesn't understand, you know, this supreme athlete, it seems, you know, it seems silly to me that to say, well, he doesn't understand when to get down so he can avoid the hit. But then I watch a guy like Colin Kaepernick who doesn't really seem to ever take direct shots, you know, some guy, and Mike Vick does and RG3 does or at least did. Um, do you do you feel like RG3 can learn to do a better job, or is that just something that's just instinctive that you have or you don't? Yeah, you can definitely learn. You as you get older, the game slows down, and you see more things, and you protect yourself more. But um, you know, it takes time for those things to happen. But you definitely can learn to protect yourself and slide. And um, you know, always tell them to protect yourself. Whenever it's a a, a running play or you know option plays that we ran <clears throat> a couple years back, but you know, you always want them to be safe. But it takes time. Once you get older in the system, you learn it, and you can. Really, I think when is the best time to um, protect yourself. All right, last question for me is this one. Deshaun Jackson's very fast. Pierre Garçon's very fast. RG3's very fast. Alfred Morris is okay fast. Let's say we put you guys all on the line. Tell me how uh, the race goes. 50-yard dash. Who goes first? Who goes last? Um, shoot. I don't know right now. You know, I'm, I'm always taking myself. So that doesn't matter. The next two, I don't know. It doesn't. You're matter. picking it's yourself. You can't beat Deshaun Jackson in a foot race, can you? Hey, there's a lot of things people tell me I couldn't do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, well, there was some big news last week with a couple of cornerbacks getting into a Twitter war. Patrick Peterson, <laughs> Richard. Oh, look, he's laughing. Patrick Peterson, Giggling Richard Sherman. Even. Now, okay. Now you can't pick yourself here. But which one of these cornerbacks is better? I've never gotten to play against um, Patrick Peterson, but I understand where he's coming from when defensive guys have help. But, um, you know, they're both good, good cornerbacks. But, um, you know, defensive well, who, who, players. Who would you not want to line up against? <laughs> Trust me, it doesn't matter who I line up against. <laughs> I love I the love attitude. <laughs> you know I who does? You know who's already... the opposite attitude, though, Garcon? <laughs> is your teammate, Alfred Morris. You say, well, of course I have to put myself on the all-NFC East team, except I bet if we talked to Alfred Morris, he would say, oh, no, no. He's so he's so modest, isn't he? Do you ever tell him, get a little swagger, fella? No, Alfred, uh, Alfred is, you know, the kind of player you want. He's definitely, he's not going to talk, but he's always show up to play, and that's what we need. You know, some guys enjoy, you know, saying, you know, I put Alfred up there as a top running back in, in, one, in the NFL, so, mm-hmm. you know. You know, he doesn't need somebody to talk for him. You know, you're not going to come out and talk, brag about yourself. But, you know, Alfred is one of the top players on our team, one of the top players running backs in the NFL. And you can see by the way he plays, he breaks tackle, you know, he, he, he scores touchdowns and he gets the job done. So, you know, but um, he's not, he's, he's never going to like really praise himself, but we know <laughs> what he can do. Well, listen, the only thing he I, – I think he's a great fella personally, and I think he's a great running back. The only thing he lacks is a white tie. Hopefully he'll get one, though, in front of uh, in front of June 5th. And, uh, again, it is Pierre Garçon's second annual all-white charity event. Tickets still available for the after party, and uh, it benefits the Boys and Girls Clubs of Washington, D.C. Go to bgcgw.org for more on that. Pierre Garçon – 
I like your swagger, and I wish you the best of health and the best of uh, of the season in 2014. Hopefully we can kibitz with you later on. No problem. I appreciate it, guys. Boy, I couldn't bring myself to tell him that he didn't make the uh, our all-NFC East team. I, I think he might. Won. Okay, yeah. He would have been offended and it would have ended weird. Yeah, I didn't want that. Direction. I didn't want no. that. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, nice fella. And, uh, again, uh, check out his fine uh, charity event coming up in D.C. And, uh, Rank, we're going to do another show this week. And what division do you want to do there, Black Tie? Do we have a guest lined up? Not yet. We'll do it based on our guests. Okay, so Assuming if we have, we have a, a player, or we have a, a, someone relevant to one of the divisions, and we'll do it based on that. Otherwise, yep. we'll figure it out. More top 100 analysis, though. I say we do next the AFC East. We'll see. Maybe we'll get an AFC East guest. Oh, yeah, and we'll review the top 100 show. Uh, Handsome uh, mentioned it earlier in the show. Some interesting names showing up on uh, Wednesday night's showing. All right, well, listen, we'll see how that shakes out. But in the meantime, thanks to Pierre Garçon, to Handsome Hank. Yes, Black Tie? As always, guys, hashtag DDFP. Chime in with your thoughts. You know, contribute to the show as, as you may please, and uh, we'll uh, get and on Black the show. And Tie, people, as expected, people were not uh, were not flattered by you saying they that were they not flattered. But guess what we got? Enough. We got a Tumblr blog. It's casting a DDFP movie. I think it worked out. Well, oh yeah, what? You who know? did that one? Why don't you that give a Alex, shout out to that? Alex Sinclair? I did earlier. Yeah, Alex Sinclair. He did a uh, great work with the DDFP. Let me. Read out the URL here. DDFPthemovie.tumblr.com. Check it out. Um, okay, he had cool. me cast as Anthony Mackie. I'm not feeling that. I was Why more, not? I thought that was pretty good. Hey, he's solid. I was thinking more Michael B. Jordan, but, you know. It's all I'm good. surprised you they, didn't There goes that Jordan name again. I'm surprised Showing you up. didn't float out the most uh, handsome uh, possible name out there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know who that would be. I don't know. Who do you fancy? No, Denzel? I think if I was, I an, a, if 60, I was so. an actor, I think me and Michael B. would be up for the same roles. Is that right? That's how I see it. I like so. that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen. We'll uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.